Welcome back to the Blackout. This is week one of the college football season, and we are coming to you from bellyupsports.com. He is Alan Denton. I am Thomas Black, and we're here with you because it's college football. Alan, welcome back to the show. It's been a long time, but I am so excited that we have week one of the season upon us. How are you doing? I'm great, man. I feel like Andy Dufresne uh, at the end of Shawshank Redemption (laughs) after climbing through sewage of six to seven months of of just muck and poop and now my friend we are the meeting the oh cleansing reign of freedom that is college football week one it is a blast to be back alan and i talked a lot about how we were going to prep things for the season we decided we're going to go with week one we need to do a pick them tutorial that's what this is this is for those of you who are newbies to the contest it's a confidence pick them format that means you have to not only select your winners for each game but you have to apply points as well and you get those points if you get the picks right so we strategize we help you along the way figuring out how to better play your board and have success along the way so alan as we get started any other general thoughts before we get going no i just think that confidence picks allow more gamesmanship than than spread picks could ever dream of i love confidence picks i'm glad that's what we're doing and i'm excited to give a few tips and tricks that that we've learned along the way it is a blast as we talked about each week this is the college football pick on uh, espn they're going to give us 10 games every single week and you're going to have to apply Uh, values one through 10 to your picks to try and score points all throughout the year to win some cool prizes here on the blackout. Uh, So Alan and I figured, hey, why not throw together this tutorial episode? We can give you our best principles to use as we go throughout the season, and we'll give you kind of the tips and tricks we use. You can bounce your ideas off of ours, and of course, we hope that you win some prizes along the way. So Alan, I'll let you get started. Why don't you give us your top principle that you look at as you go into week one of the college football season? I'm going straight biblical on you. This is this is proverbs, baby. These are these are football proverbs that will lead you into a life of great wisdom. Um, first one is play the long game. Don't fall for the traps to play lots of upsets early. Um, in many ways, it's like a, a NASCAR race, and the first four to five weeks are jostling for general position. Don't get too caught up in it. Play. The long game. So don't don't decide that you you have to pick Tulane over Oklahoma this week because you want to get out ahead of everybody. Just just be patient. It's a long season, and don't get too down if you know you you have a bad week. It's it's a long season, so be patient. Play the long game. I love the philosophy. I agree completely with it. Uh, this kind of gets into the football round. Let's say you are down fifteen points with four minutes to go in a football game. Uh, There's the philosophy change that we've seen in college football and all across football, Uh, but there's still some people that stick with the old school format. You know, if you're down 15 points with four minutes to go, you score a touchdown. The old school method would say, hey, just kick the extra point. 
Cut it to a one-score game. Cut it to an eight-point game. Stay alive because there's not much time left and you still need another score. You know, the new age philosophy would be going for all the upsets. Say, nope, you need to go ahead and go for two points because of the analytics. They say you're going to score more often than not, so go ahead and go for it. Then you know if you missed, you need to score two more times even with only four minutes to go. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right, my man. I'm, I'm an old, wise sage, and I come to dispense great wisdom to you. I like it, Alan. For my top... Uh, suggestion for principles for gameplay as you look at the confidence value I'm telling you this is a thing you need to look at as the season goes on this is something you just need to know how the game functions on ESPN.com once the first games lock every single week most weeks that's at 12 p.m eastern time you can still always adjust the later games that means you can go back and you can change the team that you've picked. That means that you can slide them to a different value. If you're keeping a winner, you can slide them to a different value, of course, to a value that hasn't already been used with those early kicks. But you have to keep that in mind. And as we go deeper and deeper into the season, this one can really play to your advantage. Because when you get late COVID reports, say an hour before kickoff, or you get a late injury report of a quarterback who's not going to play or a star player on the defensive side of the ball, something like that it can easily change your estimation of how a game could flow so it's very valuable to keep stay tuned to the news that's breaking late in the games say in the middle of the afternoon and you might pick up a piece of information that can really help you along in a given week against some of your competitors that's exactly right it rewards the diligent and attentive right especially this is huge as you go later on into the year because if you're chasing an opponent in particular, you might be able to begin to estimate and hone down where they're going to have a game and maybe even guess what they're going to do. And at the point of playing to win the game, as Herm Edwards would say, you, you, you've got to, you can, you can estimate maybe and guess who they're going to pick. And if you need to flip it, maybe to get, grab some points late in the year, that's, that's something that you might be able to do. So I love that philosophy. You play to win the game. That's They're exactly right. Win the game. <laughs> this can come into play even for this first week. For example, just so you understand what we're talking about, again, the early games, the noon Eastern time kickoffs. This week we have Penn State versus Wisconsin. We also have Oklahoma versus Tulane. Those are the only two noon games we have. So there's eight <laughs> other games that can still be adjusted as we go throughout the day on the board. So there's a lot to play with and and kind of fool with as you get going into the season. But like Alan indicated, it's something that can really play to your advantage as you go deeper into the year. So Alan, why don't you take us away with your second commandment, sir? All right, my man. Second commandment is go with what you know. Rely on those horses that typically run the best that you've seen over and over and over. And if they typically, or if they're going to lose, then uh, typically everyone else does too. I really love the idea of going with the teams you know and trust. Um, that's really, really important later in the year when you have some of these big matchups that, of course, ESPN is going to hype up and Fox is going to hype up and stuff. Um, I typically go back, and the ones that have been consistent over a long period of time, I go back to them, man. And uh, that's a that's a horse trough that keeps on feeding me it sure is when you look at these teams sometimes it's your number one and two ranked teams when you start the season uh we'll talk about it more as we go but this year i think we have a lot more teams that feel like they could be one of the top one or two teams in the country and Absolutely. maybe we're gonna have to wait a little time and figure that out but what you're saying is very true 
Those teams at the top of the country, they stockpile a lot of talent. And when it comes down to it, even when they're facing other good, not great, not elite teams, even if there's a smaller spread or something like that, sometimes you can boost these teams up a slot or two in value on your board because you're saying, hey, I've seen it before. These teams are consistent. Alan, I love the advice. It was on my, on my slate as well to, uh, to talk about on the show here tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's this is this is something we talked about. I think at the end of last year, you can always count on Dabo having his team ready in a big game, right? You always know it's coming through. It doesn't matter at this point who's the quarterback at Alabama. Saban's going to have them ready. So there's some of those types of teams that that you just know and you can figure that you're going to be able to count on. In, in a moment that may feel a little bit iffy. That uh, is true. Alan, for my second uh, piece of advice that I have for the Pick'em Contest, this is, again, kind of a, a functional thing, especially for the newbies involved. Uh, but one thing that Alan and I talked about, about how we're going to give away prizes this year, is always, always, always fill out the total points scored category for the game of the week. Each and every week on ESPN, you've got 10 games, and down there right below your board, below the 10 picks, there's this extra slot, and they ask for total points scored for the best game on the board. This week, for example, it's Georgia versus Clemson. Now, if you're not paying attention or if you're new to the contest, it's easy to just pass on by that thing. Uh, As far as I know, I don't think they warn you if you leave it blank. Uh, But that is a tiebreaker. And so what we are doing with prizes this year on the show, we have a $25 Visa gift card that's up for grabs each and every week. Uh, If you are able to go undefeated in your picks and you come closest on that tiebreaker, you get the gift card. If there's a couple of people who tie, if you're a couple points away on that tiebreaker score, then we're going to draw a name out of a hat. So that's how it's going to work. Only one person's eligible for it, but that tiebreaker could very well win you one of those gift cards if you're able to go with a perfect slate. And there will be perfect slates this year. It's going to happen, especially with ESPN, because there are only 10 games as opposed to last year when we were doing closer to 15 games and things were just in and out crazy because of COVID. The perfect slates will happen. So you've got to fill those things out. Um, uh, You know, it, we're actually giving that purpose, <laughs> which is kind of nice. Absolutely. Not to mention, keep in mind with that too, is we're right in the middle of hurricane season. It's sad to say we've seen the devastation yep. that comes with Hurricane Ida right now in Louisiana. Uh, but, for example, the Oklahoma Tulane game was supposed to happen in New Orleans this year. Uh, there was a little bit of debate earlier this week that maybe that game was going to be canceled. Instead, they've shifted it to Oklahoma. They're going to play a return date to New Orleans sometime in the future for Tulane. Uh, But that's one, for example, that there may very well be games canceled, whether that's because of COVID or hurricanes or whatever the case may be. If one of those games is canceled off, especially if it's a close one, one that you think is highly competitive, hey, that makes going perfect even easier. So if there's only eight or nine games on your board, same thing applies. So if you go perfect, you win that tiebreaker, you win the gift card. That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, we're chasing that paper. So you want that gift card. (laughs) (laughs) Very much so. Alan, how many more principles do you have to uh, give the folks tonight? Myself, as the wife says, has one more. Okay, perfect. This this is based on home is where the heart is. And if you're going to go for the slight upset, if you're going for anything that's about – 
uh, at the Vegas spread five points or less, and you're flipping that and going with the underdog, I think typically you want to do that when the underdog is at home. And um, we'll, we'll see that, that, you know, principle play out, but you've got to, I, I think I, I typically go when the, the team is at home. And I think this will be exponentially more important this year because one, there's a lot of flux with quarterbacks this year, a lot of new quarterbacks. So earlier in the year, there may be some home games that are, that are really important. Secondly, all the fans are back, right? Whether they have to be vaccinated or not, or any of those kinds of things, it doesn't matter. What the point is, the fans are back. It won't be 20%. It won't be 25%. It'll be 100% at this point in the year. Home field advantage is going to be a really big deal this year, I think. I love it. Alan, the last pick I have going for people, the last suggestion I have, is please never let yourself become so enamored or mistrusting of a team that you won't consider both a win or a loss for that team when they're on the slate. Now, this boils down mm-hmm. to a couple of different situations. Alan, go ahead. No, I, I'm just I'm preaching, man. I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> this boils down to a couple of different spots. Everybody, I know it. You're a sucker for your home team. You're you're just in love with everything about your own team. But do not become so enamored with that team that you won't consider picking against them in the pick'em. You know that hurts you in terms of winning weekly prizes. That pick hurts you in terms of overall standings. Try as best you can to be realistic. The same thing for your hated rival. Don't hate them so much that you'll always pick the opposing team no matter who they're playing. Sometimes picking the hated rival can very much play to your benefit. So be open to the idea. And the same thing applies again, Alan. I think lots of times, outside of the best teams in the country, most good teams throughout a college football season every once in a while will look really bad. And vice versa. Most bad teams once in a while will look really good. So if you're caught up in looking at one of those games and you get too much caught up in with what you're seeing in that one game, don't forget about the perspective of the whole season and what that team truly is. And don't say, oh, they're great because they looked good or, oh, they're really bad because they looked really bad that day. Look at the bigger picture and understand, hey, you need some balance and make sure you don't get too caught up in the moment with some of these teams or else it'll really cost you. That's exactly right. Think about early in the year last year. Coming out of that Minnesota game with Michigan, everyone was thinking that, my goodness, Michigan is going to just run through. This may finally be the year. Harbaugh may be the savior to bring Ann Arbor back to its championship ways. And uh, no. And now Joe Milton is the starting quarterback at Tennessee. And uh, Harbaugh is on the hottest seat he could have ever possibly imagined. But it just turned out that Minnesota sucked. Right. <laughs> so um, you can't you can't make rash judgments. And um, it's it's kind of like that there are certain certainties for for all of us, death taxes and Tennessee football being terrible all the time. Those, those are some certainties and, and a, a pretty good proverb. Just basically uh, Pickens has no allegiances or loyalties. <laughs> right. It, it's cutthroat. Right. So uh, all is fair and love worn pickups. So you you have to you have to let your allegiances, um, even Big Ten, or Big Ten, Pac-12. And um, uh, what's the other conference that was going to be in that alliance? 
The, there are no the ACC. The ACC, poor ACC. The the uh, there are no alliances, man. You just you got to be cutthroat. True that, Alan. Is there anything else we need to cover here in this tutorial? You think we've covered the basic rules and uh, some philosophies that can really help people along the way? Yeah, I, I think we're good. Remember, just remember that um, whatever you pick to uh, the highest category of ten points is the thing that you ought to be most confident in, and the thing that you choose to be. Um, lesser down to one point should be the thing that you are the least confident in. Um, if you remember those principles and, you know, if you win it, you get those same number of points that are assigned to it. Other than that, and, uh, you know, best of luck to everybody. That is a great reminder because our board looks different than last year. Alan, you talked about it. We were on CBSSports.com during the regular season last year. Uh, the, we had up to 15 games in that contest, so the 15 was up at the top of the board. The one down at the bottom, it's reversed this year. So the 10 is on bottom. It's kind of reverse uh, ideology of what you'd think it would look like. Uh, but ESPN does that because they, uh, if you miss those first couple of games, those noon games, they knock out your lowest point values, and then it goes down further beyond that. But like we talked about, you know, if you miss a couple of games, always be sure you come in and get the rest of your picks in because it keeps you in competition much longer than those people who miss an entire week. Yeah, that's a huge deal. ESPN does a great thing by by doing that so you can and sometimes i've seen that work in people's favors they accidentally they accidentally forget and there's a huge upset in that noon game that everybody had you know up at like an eight or a nine or something but <laughs> you know it, it, for them it locked it in as a one and so they don't lose all those potential points that is huge. Most of the time it won't work to your favor, but hey, every once in a while it could benefit you. So keep open uh, your ideas on how you can get this thing done and, and we'll see how the results come out. Uh, as always, you can follow the show on Facebook and Twitter at The Blackout Pod. And uh, if you haven't listened to it already, be sure to go ahead and click on over to our week one Pick'em Pod because Alan and I, each and every week on the show, will give you a Pick'em Pod in which we discuss the landscape of college football. We talk about the slate on ESPN.com, and then we also give you some value picks where we find some areas according to the spread that we think a team can either be boosted up in value or down. Hey, sometimes even we're going to call for some upsets, and we're going to give away our very best picks on the show each and every week, and that's to help you all earn your way to some prizes and be more competitive on the leaderboard with everybody. Alan, anything else to do before we close out for this episode? I don't think so. See you guys uh, in episode one when we uh, get down to business. Thank you for tuning into the Blackout and competing for prizes with us, and uh, we'll see you in subsequent weeks on a bunch of different episodes throughout the year. Peace. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.